You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in there. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Yeah! 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 Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe, from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many day how many days a week do you spend on As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. Enjoy this bonus episode of Houndsman XP. We have Kevin Hall from Dogs Are Treed on the line for this episode, and he is going to talk about hydration in your hounds. Dogs Are Treed has a lot of very good products, innovative products designed for houndsmen, by houndsmen, for you. So you're not going to want to miss this episode. Kevin gets into the science behind hydration and... Uh, He's done a lot of research on this and came up with a great new product for us. And you will be informed after this podcast. So enjoy this bonus section of the Houndsman XP podcast this week. Let's get after it. It's time to dump the box. Okay, the recorder's rolling. You guys got anything else before I give it the countdown and you guys freeze up and don't talk about stuff? Kevin, Kevin never freezes up. Uh, I just went quiet. I did that on purpose. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> we're old heads at this. That's We've right. Yeah. How many? How many episodes? You've been on a couple episodes. This would be. Yeah, there's been two. This would be number three. Okay. Let's just uh, kind of catch up. You know, just do a. Well, I'll just roll us through it. We know what we're doing okay. here. All right. Three, two, yeah. one. I've got Kevin and Nancy Hall with Dogs Are Treed on the podcast for this special bonus episode this week. And um, Kevin and Nancy, how are things in Incom, Idaho? I think it's great. Weather is nice. It's warming up. It snowed here today. 
We actually got snow here today. Can you believe that? Wow. I feel I'm like kind of done with. Th- no doubt. Our, our, yeah, snow's fading fast. Yeah. Yeah, right. don't don't worry about don't worry about talking over me. Just talk through me, okay? You just got to talk okay. through me. Okay. <laughs> you to doing that anyway. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, what's well, so been? How are you? That's you know what? How are you? I have been great, Nancy. I've been I've been uh, we've been running and running the roads. I'm wearing out trucks, recording podcasts. Wish wish we had something for me to chase here right now uh, with these plots, but but right now everything's pretty much shut down. So just getting them out occasionally on some coon here and there, and and just keep them from going stir crazy and keeping me from going stir crazy. So, but uh, I've been on the road so much, they kind of look at me when I go to the kennel. It's like, hey, dude, you remember us? Yeah. Well, hey, we wanted to congratulate you on your one hundredth episode. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. We've okay. Yeah, and you started that right at about the same time that we started up with Dogs Retreat. So our, our paths have kind of been somewhat parallel for the past couple of years. Yeah. So it's been interesting to follow along with HXP. Well, it's been fun. It's been fun with Dogs Retreat, too, because I remember when you first launched you know, you just had some clothing items, and you had the plot dog site going, and uh, yeah. or and and so it's been it's been fun to watch you guys too, and that's that's kind of the the purpose of this episode is we're going to let the listeners in on a, the launch of the next innovation from Dogs Are Treed. It's got the catchy catchy title on it, but we'll save that for just a couple minutes. Um, so. What was your what was your hunting season like out there, Kevin? It was great. We had a wonderful season. Now there wasn't as much game, but uh, it was a fairly mild winter, and so getting around was really good. I never had to experience a lot of sub zero temperatures much. I got stormed out quite a few times, but overall, it was a great season. Had a good time. We enjoyed it. Saw some good dog work. How did you and find time? Season. How did you find time to hunt? How did you find time? I laid off work a lot. (laughs) 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 I'm not going to run a train today. I'm going out and, yeah. (laughs) 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 I got to do to make them work. What stinks about that is that that a vacation day is only paid at about one quarter of what a normal day is. So it's a big decision when you have to take a vacation day to go hunting, but you, you do it when the conditions are good. Yeah. Yeah. And go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then those days yeah. that, that you're getting going hot and I know you were coming home and banging out products and shipping orders and doing different things for dogs are treat. And, and, uh, I think how's your, how's your business been? You guys been doing pretty well. We, uh, <clears throat> it's funny you mentioned that because we, uh, spontaneously put up a sale for Super Bowl Sunday that we just decided to do that morning. And it was the best day that we've ever had. But what it, right. it, it had me in the garage all afternoon long watching the game and making tie-outs. Yes. <laughs> I watched the game on my phone. <laughs> that day, but it was great. It, it was a little yeah. ridiculous. I mean, you know, in a good way, but 
we and we and and it wasn't just that day that he was down there. I mean, I know, I know. One day after that, he was down there for eleven hours. Um, but I mean, we we started out with one goal, and then we hit that, and then a few hours later, we're like, okay, we probably ought to double our goal, and then we hit that, and then we hit. <laughs> We set the third goal that day, and, you know, there's lots of high fives going on and stuff like that. But it was fun. We we came $30 short of the third goal, and it seriously was the best day we ever had. But it was fun. I mean, we, we literally felt like our customers were in our living room with us because when we make a sale, it makes a cha-ching noise on my phone. And so all day long, it literally felt like we were just hanging out with all of our buddies and and you know and they were supporting us and it was super exciting and really fun and we just really appreciated it. So if you bought on Super Bowl Sunday, yeah, you were in our living room. There you go. And it, it was. It sounds like it. You couldn't have been any busier if you actually had a a retail store, you know, a traditional retail store. You know, customers coming and going. Right. Yeah, yeah, on a day like that, it is that busy. And that's why we, you know, we don't want a store. We we want, we love the online space. Yeah. We love the marketing and and how many people we can reach. We cannot believe all of the places in the United States and also out of the country that we are selling our product. And it is so fun, especially, you know, when you see those super far away places in a whole nother you know, country, it's just like, wow, we, we just reached, you know, a lot. yeah, I mean, it just, Italy. yeah, yeah, so it, South Africa. that part is a lot of fun, and we don't want to be tied down to a brick and mortar, you know, no. we have one, but it, it's not what we want, it's not our dream, right, so we, right. we love the way that well, you guys definitely have a market, market presence, uh, your, your social media game is good, um, People are, are know who you are, and the thing that I'm hearing back is about customer service. You know, it, it seems – I don't know how you can make it any more personable for your customers in a brick and mortar than you do now. I mean, yeah, obviously there's the face-to-face, but, you know, I, I had a, a guy send me a message the other day that was – uh, talking about the customer service. He places his order. A few minutes later, you know, he gets a notification. Then a few minutes later, it's shit. It's shipping, um, you know, notes. And when I get a package from you guys, it's almost like getting a care package when I was in the Marine Corps. There's always a note in there from Nancy. And, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glad that you said that because truly – we our customer service is our number one priority and and we're so weird about it that if we can't ship it the same day we get pretty bugged about it you know i mean and 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 it's not necessarily realistic to think that we could do that on every package but we certainly try and you know we there there's no good reason that it would go past the second day unless we happen to be out of you know, maybe something that we needed to finish making like a med kit or, you know, a leash. But other than that, it's, it's getting, it's getting done. Yeah. In the last six months, you guys have kind of busted out and, and started offering some real, really good high quality. I I call them premium products for houndsmen. And I mean, it started with, it started with the leash 
and just kind of give us the journey from there. We, we've got the leash. We've got the, the new hiker light leash. We've got the tie outs. We've got medical kits and then the new product that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Well, it is a competitive market. And so we want to provide value the best way we can as often as we can. And so we've done that by, you know, like providing products that are not in the marketplace that needed to be like with positive protected or, or maybe it's something that the market that's in the market that we can improve on, you know, like the med kits or the leashes or, or the tie outs, mm-hmm. or maybe just what create or simplify a process for sportsmen, houndsmen, dog lovers, you know, in easy to use packages and education on how products are used. So, you know, that, that's our goal. Yeah, it is really, um, it comes down to, we want to serve our customers. And of course, like you mentioned, one of the ways that we can do that is great customer service. Um, and, and I know shipping, we didn't have a lot of control over shipping, but I'm telling you, honestly, we can count on just a few fingers, not even, not even past one hand. Um, we didn't have, but just a couple of pick, uh, packages that actually went missing. Um, and, and then I think, you know, people found them. Maybe they were delivered in a spot they didn't think. But we didn't have a lot of the shipping woes through the holidays and everything that other people had. So that was great. But we just absolutely want to serve our customers in, in every way that we can. And so having the high-end products, you know, make sure that they're quality, that's very, very important to us as well. We We don't. We don't want to be a race to the bottom on price because that is usually a huge sacrifice on quality, and that's just not who we are. Well, I mean, you take something something like a leash. When you guys said you were going to make a leash, I was like, okay. I mean, I, I think I was there. Right. I was actually at your house the day <laughs> that you guys got your equipment, yeah. your crimpers and uh-huh. everything, and I was just like, yeah. okay, we're going to make a leash. And... And, you know, I, I, I didn't get the full, full picture of it, but let's walk, let's just walk through that leash real quick because it, 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 I like the way you guys said that a race to the bottom. Uh, there's several people out there that are making leashes, cable leashes that have, have crimps with, you know, and you guys took that and built on everything and, as I look at the the leash, and I'm actually looking at the hiker light, it's it's hanging out here in my shop right now. Um, just the way, and I don't even know what you call it, Kevin. What's what's the eyelet that where the snap comes into it? There's a there's a grommet or something in there. Thimble. Mm-hmm. What's it called? A thimble. A, th- a th- horseshoe. Yeah. Eyelet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The M B L E. Thimble. Yeah. You know, and and. Those standard cable leashes, I've had a thousand of them. You know, they always right. wear out right there. They always wear out right down there towards where that thimble ties together. or it's Because the other ones don't have that, that metal thimble in there to allow that snap and that, that to, to ride freely in there. And so you right. get a pinch point, and when you got a pinch point, and then you get some dirt in there, then you start wearing the vinyl off of it, and then it starts getting into the cable, and then the cable rusts, and the next thing you know, you're trying to lead a dog, or you got a dog tied back, and they bust through it because the cable snaps and breaks. And that 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 one little detail that you talked about, you know, we have to stock three of those now, three different sizes to you know complete our product, but. 
I didn't know what that was. I mean, these ideas, especially on anything to do with the leashes or the tie-outs, these are Kevin, mm-hmm. you know, and, and become conversations between he and I, and he explains to me, like, this is how you could have it, but this is how I want to have it. And it always makes sense. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And once I see it, you know, when you, when yeah, you, okay. go ahead, go ahead, Sorry. Kevin. Well, we had some that we had got from other sources and like you said, they're pretty common mm-hmm. and, and they're all made the same way. And we were at a field trial with some of them last summer and our hands were just, just torn up, torn up and abused from those, those crimps pulling through your hands mm-hmm. that weren't protected. We're looking at that. We we could improve on that. We could put heat shrink on there and smooth that out, you know. And then the loop was too small, so when the dog would pull, it would like squeeze down on your hand, Mm -hmm. and you know that became after you know a full day. And uh, we just found ways that we could improve on that. And you know, we would. And that that roughness that your hands go through with a lot of the other leashes. Sure, you know, I'm a girl. Maybe I was just being a baby, but. Maybe not. I mean, I literally was supposed to run in a final with our dog, Mac, for the um, powder puff at one of the trials. And I, I skipped that whole race just because my hands were so torn up from those leashes. And so then when I had talked to Kevin about it, he's like, oh, man, me too. You know, and so when I found out that it wasn't just me. I just kept saying, we have got to fix this problem. And yeah. we were just going to fix it on our own leash that, yeah. we, that wasn't ours, you know, the ones that we had purchased. We were just going to fix ours somehow. Mm-hmm. And that's, kind of, you know, that's right about the time. That's where it started. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, that you, went right to outs because then we, we had that equipment. And um, last fall, I was. Um, I'm not, I'm not done the, talking about leashes yet. Oh, oh. all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's got everything that the traditional leash has, but you guys just took some care. I mean, it, it, I could buy, I could I could buy or find a crimper and crimp my own, but you guys put a lot of thought into that. And the heat shrink, you know, the other place that that leash always breaks is right there at the handle where it crimps back together, and it gets a wear point right there and it breaks free. So you guys have put heat right. shrink shrink over all of the. Um, all of the uh, uh, cable ends in every grommet, every place where you put a grommet. And I know exactly why you did that because I, I know what you're saying. And anybody that's ever used a leash like that knows what you're saying. You know, you grab a hold of the leash midway down, the do- your hands are slick or whatever, and maybe you just got done skinning a critter and your hands are slick and boom he pulls the end of the leash and he jams the ends of that cable right in right there in that either the meaty part of your hand or right there into the side of your pinky you know because you're holding on to that right now yep Yep. and so so i'm glad you guys and that's that's the kind of premium product that you guys that you guys are making and then you guys moved into it was almost immediately. Maybe it was at the same time, but you guys, now let's talk about the tie out. No, well, let's can... go back to leases. All right. Let's <laughs> go back to that hiker hanging in your shop. Oh, yeah. The cable, cable is a good material for making the leash out of once you fix those problems. But most of that cable, it gets kind of stiff in the winter. And then 
the, the standard one that you find on the market, including the one of ours, has that permanent loop in the end of it by the, for the handle. Mm-hmm. And when you're carrying those over your shoulder, that gets a bit cumbersome sometimes because it doesn't always lay flat. And especially when it's cold, it seems like it's bulky and in the way. So I wanted something lighter. And I wanted something more versatile. I wanted something more flexible. And so we came up with this Hiker Light Leash. And I really like that one. It doesn't have a permanent loop on it. And yeah. it's, a, it's a, a little bit lighter cable that stays flexible even when it's cold. And there's a couple of different stops up and down the shank of that leash to where you can snap to so that you can adjust the length of the leash because sometimes – you know, if you're hiking out with snowshoes on, you want your dogs back a little further. Uh, but then, but if you get to some thick brush, you need to like choke up on the leash so they're a little tighter so they aren't getting snagged up on stuff. And so this leash gives you several different points on it so that you can snap off to. And it's just amazing because it really is only 8.1 ounces. And I, yeah. I don't know if it's appropriate for me to talk about this, but we did have somebody, you know, that was kind of dogging us on our Facebook page thinking they were making comments about the cramps and, you know, how much how much of a working load will this and that handle. And, you know, we responded back a little bit to try and help out, but nothing we said was going to make it right in his eyes. But one of the things that I wanted to clarify is that on that leash, those cramps in the middle are strictly a point where you would attach your snap to so that you could make the leash shorter. Yes. The cable itself is actually one continuous piece. Right. So and there's not, yeah. So a lot of people might see those crimps and be like, oh my gosh, that's going to pull apart. Well, it isn't because it's not the wire, the um, cable's not cut. So just yeah. to clarify that. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing, yeah. the thing about, there's a little bit of disparagement here because some of the needs that the Western houndsman can benefit from the Eastern, Eastern houndsman either hasn't been exposed to, or it's not uh, something that, that, we deal with in the east so you know typically right. you jump out of the truck back here your coon hut and you you unleash your dog and you slap your leash around your shoulder you throw it over your shoulder and you go on and when you start talking about this leash it's hard to explain it i know you guys have done some some videos on your facebook pages but it has all the same functions as the traditional leash that we're all used to using plus it's got Anything that I can do with my my standard traditional type leash, houndsman leash, can be done with this. And then the bonus to it is, is for one thing, for me, I always hated those solid cable leashes from end to end. Mm-hmm. They they never they were the the end of them was always they're the same size cable from one end to the other. They don't hang well. They're always falling off your shoulder. They're always you know. I just don't care for them. I always used a chain leash, and um, and it hung right on my shoulder. But this leash hangs right. It hangs the way it should. And then plus, if you're if you're in a situation where you're using a pack, at 8.1 ounces, they spool up small, and you can stick a dozen of them in there, and you're only looking at a couple pounds. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. It and was, the other thing that, that I feel that we should talk about briefly is we've really only had a couple of people, maybe two at the most that have mentioned or questioned, why did we not put the PVC tubing, the clear tubing all the way around the whole leash? And 
when you think about in the colder weather, the more PVC tubing, the stiffer the leash is. And mm-hmm. so we truly decided that it, it almost serves no purpose from below the handle down to the snap. I mean, it really doesn't. And so we feel that that's a benefit to not have that PVC. We did not at all do it as any type of a cost-saving measure measure because it would have only been a few cents to put it on there. Um, but we strictly did it for strategy. And it's it, you, that, that's why I always say, I mean, even in your commercial promos that I do, you know, a houndsman, these, these products have been designed by houndsmen. You know, yeah. somebody that's been there, done that, has dealt with all the trials and tribulations, but then took it to the next level and improved on something. I mean, it. just like I said, when I heard you guys were making leashes, I was like, oh, another leash, you know, how are you going to improve on a leash? And then bang, there it is. You guys, you guys improved on it. So, and that's the, well, Na- Nancy, that's exactly the problem I always have with those full cable leashes is that PVC coating going all the way down. They just don't yeah. bend and flex. They, they're, I just never cared for them. Well, and there's one kind of funny thing that Kevin and I talk about all the time. And we know, we wish, we wish that we create things that, that people could never, ever copy. But the things that we've created really, in all reality, cannot be, you know, they can't be trademarked or, you know, you can't right. protect people from copying you. And so, and we know that. And, and we're okay with it because we just hope that down the line, as people start to copy us, especially, you know, by starting to use the heat shrink and that type of thing, it's going to happen. But we're just hoping that, that our valued customers and the people that we want to serve, because that is, that is what we do. We want to serve our customers in the best way that we can. We just hope that our customers will always remember that Dogs or Tree did it first. Yep. Well... You know, I think if if houndsmen aren't anything else, they're definitely loyal, and um, yeah, there's no doubt about that. So I think I think you guys, as, as long as you keep providing that great customer service and quick turnaround, you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have a market. <clears throat> Are we done with Thanks. leashes? Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go now, Kevin? Quick on tie off. All right, <laughs> let's talk about tie-outs. You're asking, well, you know, where was Dogs Retreat going? You know, to kind of lay it out. Well, shortly after the leases came the tie-outs. It was hunting last fall by son Ryan and um, uh, Jamie Newman, actually. And I don't even know if she's aware of this. Uh, Jamie and Tyson Matthews came over to our camp to pick up some paws of protected. And while they were there, Jamie saw my dogs tied out on this old tie-out that I had. And she said, Tyson, look at this. And uh, they were checking out the tie-out, and they thought that that tie-out was a good idea. Uh, the old one that I had. Uh-huh. Yeah, nasty. And I turned to my son, Ryan, and, I, you know, we just started doing leases, and I said, we need to be making tie-outs. <laughs> yeah. So right, as soon as we got home, it was tie-outs full on. Well, there was and, something in between there. you got to remember, every time he thinks of something, there's that moment when he walks in the house, and he's, he either says, I've had a brilliant idea. Okay. I, I have to tell you that I think that we should make, and yeah. so I, I'm used to it now. Yeah. Yeah, so we did the research. We've sold that mainline cable on those tie-outs. We've sold over a mile in of tie-outs. Yeah, we've, we've had about 110 tie-outs now, 
yeah. that are on the books. I mean, that's not including like ones that we've donated to different clubs and and things like that, and and ones that we've sent out for people to try to see if yeah. we had a good product. But the 110 tieouts, and we didn't start very long ago with on those. Well, yeah, nice. they've got plastic coated the same as that leash material. Right. It's a PVC coated cable, and uh, they're strong, and there's heat shrink on all the crimps. And uh, we're featuring that BGB snap from Sweden. We had to import those snaps from Sweden because we couldn't find them anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Which is a, it's a snap. It's, it's a heavy spring snap that's commonly used in the musher industry. And uh, we had to have that particular snap. And uh, we got them in, and, and it's been extremely popular. People people really like them. Yeah, and to describe that snap, um, once you snap a dog into that that tie out you really can go rest assured you can have some some assurance there that your dog's not going anywhere that's that's a heavy duty snap it's it's not stamped it's not casted it's actually machine metal and uh right uh it's it's stout it's stout i was using one this past weekend and hooked it into a fence and um you know just for a temporary tie out and it's a lot different than a bolt snap you know, it operates, mm-hmm. and you can tell when you're unsnapping it that this dog's not going to go anywhere. You know, they're not going to cross it over the cable like a lot of those gated snaps. They're not going to cross it over the cable on itself or something else and, and have it arbitrarily come unsnapped, you know, and the bolt's not going to fail. So this is a, this is a, another premium premium item. And it's actually yeah. in its second generation, isn't it? Didn't you redesign that? Did you redesign the, the way that the... Uh, oh. Yeah, we've, we we did. We started the yeah the first tie-off that we made, the uh, the short leads that you actually attach the dog to was attached to the cable with right. the swivel. Yeah. And then uh, then we we went on to just putting a snap at both ends of that short short lead so that you could um, remove them. And then it made rolling up that cable a lot easier, especially when you got six dogs or eight or ten short leads on one long cable. It made spooling up that cable for storage. A whole lot easier to be able to remove those short leads. Yeah, so that was yeah, because they were when we were trying to wrap them up and put them in boxes, it was a nightmare because yeah. you know they're they're all going different directions. Yeah. And so again, thinking of the customer, we we were like, oh my gosh, they're going to hate this when they're trying to get this thing untangled. And so it was a good move to make them removable, and then that way we can just strap those up separately, and they go neatly in the box. So. And everything's, I like the way you've color-coded it. So there's no confusion when you're looking in your bag. The main line is orange. The uh, the attachment points are green. So you can just, I mean, it's real easy. It's real quick. You can fly down through there. If you're only, if you've only got two dogs, you only have to mess with two of them, you know. And if you've got right. ten dogs, you can leave, you hook them all up. Right. And we wanted the main line colored because... I had on a couple occasions tripped on our old, old one that was just made out of the gray cable. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, and it had little spikes that would stick off as little parts of the cable would break. So I wanted it to be bright. I don't, you know, sometimes you're out there in the dark and it definitely helps to be able to see where that thing is. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys will be blowing the top off of it. I bought a, I bought a uh, phone charging cable somewhere on the road one time, you know, recently, and it's glow in the dark. So if you guys can figure that out, that would be right. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll Let's, take that as a challenge. There right. you go. I did. Yep. 
and it's uh so let's talk about let's talk about medical kits we just released the uh the uh, treating traumatic injuries in the field last week and it, it our fans came i mean i've been getting feedback on that non-stop and you guys came up with a pretty nice little medical kit there had it in my hands looked at it it's on point so what what pushed you into that uh, a customer one of our best customers brandon wilson actually big country wilson inspired us to come up with a cut kit and um that's significant because brandon's a hog hunter and yeah. nobody better to to let you know what you need in a first aid kit than a hog hunter because those guys deal with more dog first aid than than all the other big game hunters combined and um so it's, it's basically a cut kit, but we're calling it a, a med kit. But it's, it's packaged to be easy to carry, so you'll have it with you when you need it. You know, it'll fit in your backpack or your vehicle, your ATV. It's a comprehensive kit that's got everything you need to get through a bad day. You know, it's got staple gun and staple remover and sutures. And actually, there's, there's 21 different products in the kit for a total of 42 items. Mm-hmm. It's the only that comes with positive protected. Exactly. Uh, but it comes with a nice little molly bag that's like about eight by eight, eight by six by six, mm-hmm. you know, so it's got mm-hmm. a convenient size so that you can stuff it in your backpack and just leave it there. And when you need it, you've got it. If we you've took, got, uh, if you've got molly loops on the outside of your pack, you can attach it to the outside of your pack as well. That's, that's one of the things right. that I found very cool. And yeah. we literally took, you know, weeks, I will say, trying to choose the proper bag mm-hmm. because we wanted that versatility. And because and we, we, everybody's situation is different, and it might be that all you're doing is going on a hike that day. You still need to be able to, you know, be prepared for whatever. So even the bag choice took a lot of time, and, and we love it. We, we love the color. We think functionality is awesome on it. It's a, It unzips, and it's a trifold bag so that, it's easy to so there's three separate compartments basically so you can see what's in it and get what you need quickly so it's convenient that way as well and one of the things about um the difference the thing the thing because medical kits were out there of course before we did it obviously Mm -hmm. um but one of the things that that customer was saying was lacking was that it didn't have enough gauze you know enough enough things in there that could soak up. And so we we added to what a lot of people put in their kits for mm-hmm. that very purpose. And we wanted to make sure that there was blood stock in there because that's super important. And some sharp scissors for trimming off ragged edges. Yep, and there's a hemostat hair in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, for, you know, then there's some band-aids and some burn cream and some antibiotic ointment and iodine and there's uh, like a four ounce little uh, bottle of um, saline solution for flush so that you can irrigate something out before you wrap it up and there's a little little room left in there to where you know chris you had mentioned before that you'd love to see some type of a tourniquet in there and there's lots of different types out there you know if it'd be one gosh you can get some that are just a tube that you tie or you can get more detailed um and if we don't add one, we might definitely make a couple of options available on our website. We just haven't really gotten there yet because we've been so busy. But right. it's, it's, it's got 
the room, a lot of other people have said that they have put some, a little bit of like Benadryl, Benadryl packets or something in mm-hmm. there. So right now we're leaving it where it's at, but it's got some room where people can add a little bit of stuff to. The thing that was so valuable the, when I looked at it, that I, the, the place where I saw the value in it is it's a darn good first aid kit just to have around for you. You know, for the person, mm-hmm. for the hunter, you know, there is there right. isn't anything in there that that can't be used on on your yourself, and right. that's why I was mentioning yeah, we, about the tourniquet. You know, I, I'm gonna stick my tourniquet in it. Yeah, and we gave them to all of our children. You know, between the two of us, we've got six kids, and um, we gave them to all of our kids, and they, you know, we expect that they will put them in their cars or their campers. He, one of his sons, sent us a picture recently that. He said, I found a spot for my med kit. But what he meant was he just bought a brand new Razor, <laughs> Razor. 1000 because you know, he needed a med kit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I've had staples yeah. put in me before. So, yeah, they can be used for people too. Where are we at? We're going. Are we ready to talk about the next new and innovative product from Dogs Are Treat? We are. We're very excited about this one. This has been about a year and a half in the making. Well, let's, let's kind of set it up a little bit. Let's, let's, um, you know, have a little build up here, a little suspense. So about one of our early, one of our early podcasts was about nutrition for, you know, feeding hounds for nutrition and performance. And one of the things that we talked about was hydration. And there probably isn't anything that's more overlooked by houndsmen than, than proper hydration. We all fret about it. We all try to find solutions for it. Um, but what the best option is, is, um, not always available to us. And so you guys pick it up from there and tell the story of, of why this this product was important to you and what it is can i i'm just i I want him to talk the most but i just wanted to tell a brief story about what happened to me a couple weeks ago and i felt a little silly considering that we have created this this easy to use product so um a friend and i walk right outside our house and we live kind of in some foothills and stuff but anyway we took my dog harley and she's a a mixed breed, but she has long, kind of a longer coat. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a North elk hound with probably a, a shepherd or a collie mix. So anyway, we took off on our walk like we used to do all last year. And on our way back, it, it's a mile and a half up and a mile and a half down back. So on the way back, she started acting weird. And like there were times when I'd look at her and she walked sideways. Mm-hmm. And I was, I said, Kim, did you see that? And so anyway, I was getting a little worried and we got about a half a mile from home and I mean, she'd been trying to eat some snow and all this stuff. And all of a sudden she goes, her, her hind end and her legs goes into full spasm. Like she was having seizures basically. Mm -hmm. And, and she couldn't stand anymore. And I freaked out. And I knew right away she had gotten dehydrated. Mm-hmm. And so I 
to hurry up and run home and grab my car just so that we could gather up my dog. But I, I almost lost her that day. It was the first walk that we had taken for the season. I didn't think about the, the fact that we hadn't groomed her yet, so she still had really long hair, and it was just too much for her. So now I'm, you guys go ahead. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, so this does – it goes back to that podcast that you had um, with Arlie Reynolds back on November 17th of 2019. It was episode 31. Uh, and I know that because I've listened to that, I don't know, countless times. That's that's, that's our highest time. listened to podcast. Uh, well, Most. it's because I've listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but Arlie's fascinating. And Arlie is a veterinarian. Um, he got – uh, PhD in veterinary medicine from Cornell University, and he ended up um, working as a vet, but wanted to do more. And he wanted he was fascinated with endurance sports because he was an endurance athlete in school himself. And it led him to Alaska and to sled dog racing. And especially wasn't the endurance racing like like we're really familiar with, like with Iditarod. Uh, distance racing it was more in the sprint racing and the, the sprint racing with sled dogs is slightly different because it's just more 20 to 30 mile yeah high just, speed bird just little short races or, 30 miles just little, yeah <laughs> but they're running 20 miles an hour right but anyway his uh, focus of his thesis was on nutrition and performance and nutrition as it is related to performance in dogs and and I remember that you asked him a question. He talked a lot about this stuff, and it's fascinating. But you asked him a question. You said, Arlie, what have you learned over the course of studying sled dogs for 25 years for nutrition and performance that we can also use to benefit our hounds? And he says, there's two things, and both are easy. And I latched right on to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that he recommended was prehydrating your dog's before a work event or, you know, say in our case, a hunt. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to do um, with glycerin. Uh, you mix a 1% solution of glycerin with water and offer it to your dogs prior to an outing. And the, the thing about the glycerin is it's rapidly absorbable into all cells of the body, but especially the muscles. Yeah. And so, Water mixed with glycerin, as this glycerin is, is absorbed into the muscles, it takes the water with it. So you've already prehydrated your dog's muscles before you start. And then as the dog starts to work, the glycerin is burned off as energy, but the water stays there. Mm-hmm. And what's significant about that is that in the studies that he did, um, dogs that had the glycerin pretreatment versus dogs that didn't, the dogs that had it, all around one to two degrees cooler at the end of their race than the dogs that didn't. And so yeah. a full is one to two degrees a big deal. Well, it is a big deal because normal dog temperature is 101 to 102, right in that range. At 104, a dog hits heat exhaustion. And by 103, they're into heat stroke. So there's just a real narrow range there. So if you can do anything to help your dog and to help save one or two degrees of dog temperature over the course of a hunt, you can save their life or, or save them a lot of, of trauma at, at a minimum. You so know, one, well, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and let me jump in here real quick, Kevin. You know, yeah. anybody that's ever had a dog that 
was a heat casualty. You never get the same dog back after that. I don't, it just doesn't happen. They, they either, uh, I mean, I had a, I can tell you a story of a hound that I had that, that got overheated in a cornfield in August. And, uh, he was a, he was a very good hound, but after that event, he was never quite the same. He was never quite as sharp. He, you know, I had to keep an eye on him that he didn't overheat, but you could just tell that he wasn't there. So that's why it's so important on this hydration. So yeah, I can relate to what you're saying. And I, I think, uh, you know, most houndsmen that have been there and done that can, can relate to what you're saying. It's a critical, there's not much window there. It's critical. It is critical. And I think, yeah, anybody that's been around this for long has seen it. Um, and it's referred to as stroked. Yeah. That dog stroked one time and he's never been the same right. ever since. You know, right. People saying something like that. And, and, and this is what they're talking about. You know, the, the symptoms of heat exhaustion are excessive panting is the most telling symptom. Uh, but other symptoms may include signs of discomfort, such as drooling or reddening of the gums, vomiting, diarrhea, mm-hmm. mental dullness, or um, loss of consciousness. Yep. Even. Loss of motor skills, yeah. disorientation, you know. Yeah, falling off. Yeah. That her dog was walking sideways down the road. So th- there it was right there, mental dullness and, you know, loss of yeah, yeah muscle control. Mm-hmm. Um, does happen to you. The best treatment is to get the dog moved to a shaded area, if possible, and douse them with cool water. Just wet them down, if you can, and allow the dog to drink small amounts of water uh, at a time uh, and continue keeping them cool. But never so much that the dog starts to shiver, then and you've gone too far. But, right. And that's, that's about all you can do for it. But, but, but there's uh, a way to prevent it. But there's a way to prevent it. And I've been doing this. I jumped all over this and got some of this product, and I've been doing it since then. So I did it all that winter, all last spring, summer, fall, and again this winter. And it's just become part of my normal routine now. Mm-hmm. And, and I haven't had any problems with it, with dogs overheating. And there was one day that this actually, uh, I witnessed the difference. Because it was last fall, and the first week of bear season last fall, the first week of September was extremely hot. It was 95 to 100 degrees and of course it hadn't rained since june and and um we had four dogs and we ended up not catching the bear but they'd been out quite a while and they were in the bottom of this canyon and we were able to drive out to a point looking down above from where they were by now it's like 11 o'clock in the morning and so it's hot and and uh so there were two of my dogs and two of my friends so my dogs had been pre-treated and his didn't and all the dogs were in shape They'd all been hunted all year long. Um, so we started calling dogs back up out of there, and slowly they climbed back up out of there. And uh, my two dogs made it. One of his dogs made it, but the other one didn't. And she made it three-fourths of the way up out of there and just laid down, and, you know, the, the garment showed her tree, but we knew that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. So my son Ryan went down there and found her, and she was laying down, and she was down, and she was, you know, doing the excessive panning and had lost control and she couldn't go anymore. <clears throat> but he packed her up part way and then I packed her part way and I handed him off to his wife and she packed him further than I did. But anyway, um, so of the four dogs that were down there, the two that were treated made it, the two that weren't treated, one of them made it and one of them didn't. So mm-hmm. we saw hand that, um, you know, I, I think it was a testimony that, uh, 
that this really works. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm certainly not going to argue with Dr. Arlie Reynolds. No, <laughs> how can you? I mean, the guy's a world champion musher and uh, right. trainer of world champion sled dogs. And besides that, he's he's pretty educated, pretty educated. Right. So let's talk about specifically about the product. So you you guys, catchy name. You guys have stuck to your brand, and uh, just let us have it. Dogs are hydrated. Dogs are dogs. hydrated. Dogs are hydrated. That's right. That's right. Nice, heavy plastic, clear plastic, um, one pound jar, and it's got um, it's graduated on the side with in millimeters. So you've got a scale. So that as you pour it out, you can measure it as you go and calculate how much you've poured out and uh, mix it with water before you uh, and offer it to the dogs before you go. And then you're all set. So you've got a prehydration and you've got a recovery, uh, the prehydration. And I, you've listened to that podcast more than I have, Kevin. So what is the ratio for the uh, prehydration and tell us how you use that. Walk it's, us through how you per- use it. One percent. So in a quart of water, it's 10 cc's per quart of water, or it would be 40 cc's per gallon. Okay. And I usually mix it up in a gallon. I'll save old juice, you know, gallon jugs for juice or milk or whatever. You know, the heavier plastic ones Mm -hmm. work really good. And just mix up 40 cc's to a gallon of water. And um, we've got uh, 500 milliliters in there, and there's, there's enough in here. To make, what does that say? There's enough in here to make forty gallons. Oh, there you go. We 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 lost our mind right now. We we need to call call Early Reynolds and have him do some quick math. No, no, we're just talking. <laughs> I, I believe it's there to make forty gallons yeah. of water, forty to eighty yeah. gallons. So in this product. in this this bottle. If you were, let's say you were making quarts, which would be like a water bottle, right? right? In this bottle, it will yield 50 quarts exactly. or 12 gallons yeah. when you mix it with water. So yeah. if you think of 12 gallons sitting in your basement, mm-hmm. and you're not using a gallon, of course, every time you water your dogs. You're, right. you're using a fraction of that. This one bottle is going to last a last while. A long time. Right. It's going to last you a long time. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I've got to it is that you, it needs to kind of become part of your routine because when you go to load your dogs up, they get excited. They want to jump in the truck. They don't always want to drink water. So I normally have this mixed up. And the first thing I do when I go out in the morning is I, I soak this mixture up with a little bit of dog food and then I top it off with just a little bit of fish oil. Mm-hmm. And I offer it to them before I start the motor on my truck. And 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 uh, they're in the habit of doing that right now, and so they take it. They take it readily, but it's something you couldn't just take it out. I wouldn't think on day one and expect them to drink the water because they're not going to know what's going on. But you know, I've been doing it for a year and a half, and mm-hmm. so for my dogs, it's part of the routine, and it's it's really quite easy that way. Dogs thrive so, on thrive on routine anyway. Uh, they, they they do. do. 
you know, they will pick up on routines. You know, my dogs have a routine that we go through before we go hunting. And this is just an additional step that's easily adaptable to any of your hounds. Uh, you, you got the, you got the, the, the prehydration pre-mixed up, you, you pour it in a bowl, you do a little bit of water baiting. They come out They're you know, they, they take a drink, they, they go do their business, clean out, you know, it's that simple. And you can do that. You can set yourself up with that while you're loading the rest of the stuff in your truck. And then but you get back to the dogs that they've got it consumed and they're ready to go. Mm -hmm. And that prehydration should take place at least 30 minutes prior to exercise it, to give that, that the, the pre prehydration time to circulate to the muscles, the glycerin carry the, the water to the muscles. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Have you found, I, and I did not ask Dr. Reynolds this, I don't know if you've done any research on it, but is there a time limit? Like, say, you know, you're going bear hunting, and I know nothing is close for you out there, so you're driving two hours, and you you do this two and a half hours before you even get to the area. Maybe there's another hour or two before you find a track. Have you seen an expiration on this, or do you think it's just going to carry you all day? I read in one of Arlie's, papers that he wrote that you know, up to eight hours that it has benefits up to eight hours prior to prior to working them out yeah okay good good so the, quite so there yeah mm -hmm. quite a window there so once yeah. they get that hydration and to keep it yeah and my my hunts are typically exactly like what you just described it's a minimum of two hours usually to get to where i'm going it's like we've you know, talked so. before you know what i mean it's like it's like we've yeah. talked talked before, Kevin. Like once a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've got the we've got the prehydration step one. Dogs have been have gone through the routine in the morning. Now you've got another product that you're selling as well, which is the uh, recovery step two. Talk to us about that. Now you've got your dogs out and say you're on a hunt and they're going and you, you pick a couple of dogs up. Uh, what can you do to help help re-energize that dog and to keep him hydrated? And this is a bit more complicated, but it, it boils down to um, it boils down to fat conditioning your dogs. And you can fat condition your dogs by feeding them a high fat diet year round. And that would be a diet like of at least a thirty twenty type diet because the hounds do really well being fat adapted because they can burn fat more efficiently than they burn carbohydrates um, because of the type of work that they do. Because the hounds are working really, they're, they're working at about 80% of their max capacity, but for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. As compared to, say, a greyhound that's running on a track and he's running 100% capacity for a short amount of time. He tends to burn carbs at a higher rate. Mm -hmm. But a dog like ours that's working 80% efficiency for a longer period of time tends to burn fat better. And that's a good thing because the dogs have the ability to store fat at about 50 times more than their ability to store carbs, if you think of it as a, as a fuel load. Mm -hmm. So we want us to be fat conditioned, to be fat adapted. So as the dog's working... He's burning off this fat energy. That's where he's getting his energy. He's burning off the fat. And as he burns off the fat, then he starts to burn carbs. 
And as, as he's burnt through all of his carbs, that's when you hit the wall. That's when he's hit the end. That's when they're done. Mm-hmm. And you know, we felt it as athletes or as, you know, being out there ourselves when you just hit that wall. Well, that's what's happened. You've hit the end of your fuel source. So one of the things we can do to, to help our dogs, like be ready to run again the next day or even within the next hour or so is to help replace that carb loss. And you can replace that carb loss with maltodextrin. And maltodextrin is a powder substance that's real common in the food industry. And it's a, car, it's a carbohydrate. And you mix the carbohydrate with water and offer it to the dog. And it's, it's most effective within the first 30 minutes after exercise because what happens is as the dog is exercising, there's receptors that come to the, to the surface of the cell because the cells are burning energy. And so there's receptors that come to the surface because they're trying to get more energy from the bloodstream. They're trying to refuel themselves. Well, these receptors are at the, at the top of the cells for about 30 minutes after exercise, and then they recede. So if you can get your dog a shot of this maltodextrin mixed with water within that first 30 minutes, you can actually replace 60% of his carb loss just right then, just mm-hmm. immediately. Now, after 30 minutes, not so much. It's still going to help them, but not to the same effect. So, Because those receptors have moved back down into the cell, so it's not going to absorb as rapidly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're packing with you, whether you've got a little bit in your backpack or, you know, mostly for me, it's at the, at the ATV or it's in my pickup. You know, so right when I pick the dog up, you know, I can grab a little two-quart water bowl and offer him some of this. Generally, they'll drink that right away. Mm-hmm. And done all you can to help replace that carb loss. And that makes a big difference in giving those dogs a boost. It's, yeah. it's just a, a real recharge. And it's easy to do. You know, you've got to be set up. You've got to have some with you, you know, and some mixed up in a jug ahead of time. But once you're in the habit of doing that, it's super easy to do. And it has a huge benefit for the dogs. And it doesn't take much. And it, and it's easy to uh, – I'll just be multi-use here. You know, whether you're bear hunting or you're coon hunting or you're cat hunting, you know, you get to a tree or a, you're, when you're coon hunting, you get to a tree. As you're walking away from the tree, you stop for 30 seconds. I carry – I actually carry it in a uh, – uh, I don't even know what size it is. I think it, it's actually a two-quart uh, – one of those Gatorade bottles with the the real easy squeeze tops that you see the athletes using on the, the sidelines at football games. My son had it left over from uh, basketball play, you know, his basketball career. And so all my dogs will drink out of that water bottle. I've already got the malto, de- uh, the maltodextrin mixed in that. And once I, they know as soon as they walk away from there, especially in the summertime, they're hot, they're frothing at the mouth. And now, um, you know, they're, they're getting that hydration plus this product back into them. The other benefit of using that squirt bottle is if you also remember in that, from that episode, he talked about the, uh, the film or the, you know, the mucus building up on that radiator in the back of that dog's throat that helps cool them off. That's why they pant. They're trying to pull air across that membrane to cool them off. So you're not only getting 
the nutrition back in there or the hydration nutrients back, but you're also able to kind of scrub that area off in the back of the throat and they love it. They'll, they'll just stand there and drink it as long as I want to throw it out there. It's easy to train them to do that. Yeah. Cause they're looking for it anyway. Yep. 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 So tell us, tell us what's so convenient about, about these two items. We talked about the, you know, the, uh, graduated marks on the side of the, Let's get into step two recovery here and, and uh, tell us what that product is. It's in a plastic bucket, so it's a powder product. Mm-hmm. And so it's in a plastic bucket. It's a little three-pound bucket, a little pail with a nice handle on it, and it's got a, re- a, a sealable twist lid. So you screw the lid down, and it actually locks. Mm-hmm. And it has a gasket in it, like an O-ring type gasket in it, so it'll seal it, so it'll stay fresh and and it's a, a heavy duty. It's just a three pound pail, mm-hmm. so it's not too big. And it's a convenient size that you can have it in your camper in the back of your truck. And it's strong enough that it'll take a beating, you know, for whatever, whatever it's going to see. Um, it's a nice enough bucket that you'll want to save it and reuse it for something else. You bet. When you're done. I'm a packaging. Um, I'm a packaging geek. So I, when I saw that uh, <laughs> locking ring on top of there, I thought, hmm. This could be useful. Useful okay. for a lot of things. So did you geek out about the scoop? Yes. The scoop bucket, There is right? a scoop, yep. There's a convenient scoop in the bucket. Yep. We put a scoop in it, and it's one to two scoops per gallon of water. So we made that part easy for guys to use. Yeah. Say, There's enough in there for say that again. 20 gallons. Say that again. It's just one to, one to two scoops per okay. gallon of water. Yep. Yep. And the thing, the thing about maltodextrin is you can't overdose it. So, but, but one to two scoops is the standard. So if you get, if you get two scoops, don't worry about it. It's, it'll be fine. That's right. And if you do one scoop, you're going to get 20 full gallons of product mixed with water. So Mm -hmm. it'll last a long time. It's going to last you a while. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got a one quart water bottle, then you basically got 80 hunts out of that one right. bucket. 80, 80 different right. hunts that you can take out of that one bucket of dogs are hydrated. Yep. That's a lot. Yep, so it's enough to last you quite a while. Yes, conveniently packaged just for you. Conveniently packaged, good-looking package. There's it instructions is. instructions on the label. Yep. Um, and there's a reason why, you know, again, it just goes back to that serving our customers because, yes, can they get these products other places? Absolutely. But we've had a couple of people say, oh, yeah, you know, I've thought about trying to prehydrate my dogs and, and, you know, stuff like that. I've heard about that. But it's just, it's too much trouble. Well, we've made it no trouble, literally. We've, we've simplified it down to the very basics. And the instructions are clear. And this takes up hardly any space. In, in your truck or, you know, wh- wherever you're hauling your stuff. And so we, we took it down, served our customers again by making it easy. The only way you could have made it, made it any easier, Nancy, is if you would come to my house and mix it up for me. <laughs> That's right. All right. Yeah. I'll be right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're excited about this. and I'm as, as much excited about it, not that we're offering it, but just that I know we're going to be helping dogs out there because I'm not sure how common this is in the hound dog industry. I don't think it's very common. 
and I think there's a tremendous opportunity for guys to to really help their dogs out and you know and help themselves out. Well, back, back at the same time. Back when I was running the competition circuit, pretty hard uh, competition coon hunting circuit, then, you know, hydration was always an issue and it seemed like you could never get a dog to drink when you want them to drink. And, and I would see people, I would see people use all kinds of stuff, you know, everything from Gatorade, which has electrolytes and salt, which, you know, Dr. Reynolds talked about the hazards of using that. And, and then, you know, I started water baiting and yeah, you can water bait and get some, some water into them, but you're not replacing the things that they really need. So, you know, if you're talking about competition hunting and you're going to the bigger events where you've got an early round and a late round that night, this is a product that absolutely can change. It's a game changer. And, and we, we, we put so much, uh, we put so much demand on our hounds to perform we need to be doing our part to make sure we're doing everything we can that for them so that they can perform and it's a very easy very simple concept uh, like i said i don't know how we could have made this any easier than if you came to our house and mix it up for us i mean it's it the packaging's great uh, you know everything from the graduated bottles to the to the scoop and the bucket and the cool bucket you know it's just it's all there there's no reason and we love y'all but we're busy making tie out so we can't come to your house okay <laughs> all right i have a yeah. feeling next time i stop an income i might be stuck making tie outs for a couple hours the way you guys are cranking them out yeah what else is exciting Anything else we didn't cover? I, you know, Kevin, I can tell you've really done your homework on that. You you know your stuff. You've put a lot of time into uh, research and different things. You know, when you told me that you you took it to heart, you you, you went beyond that. You you started doing some independent research and and digging down into some of Arlie's other work, and and we've talked about that a little bit. But yeah, why? what better guy to, to roll some a product out like this than, than dogs are treat. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. We're really yeah, excited about it. We are excited about it. We've got one more, well, we've got one more, anything else on dogs are hydrated? Anything we didn't cover? Nope. Nope. I think we've covered it. We've got one more exciting yeah. piece of news. And okay. that is, you know, it, when you find, when you find somebody like you guys and I'll just, you know, you guys have been great for for um houndsman xp all the support you've given us um uh, you know and beyond that it's beyond for me it's beyond a business relationship it's a it's a friendship and i always like the relationships um that are genuine and but this is an announcement about business and we have been putting out podcasts for almost two years now and we've struggled with how to get our products our logo where you know different things out there and i'm excited to announce that dogs are treed is going to carry our logo where our logo products in your online store yes sir appreciate that and we're going to be packaging and shipping those for you yes so People can go to dogsartree.com. I don't know what the configuration is going to look like that uh, there yet, Nancy. Um, Me either. 
I'll figure it out. Yeah. But when this podcast airs, you should be real close to getting your first shipment of uh, merchandise. So uh, we'll have to work on that in the meantime to, to, to get that. And we'll roll that out on promo stuff where they can find that. But again, I just can't tell you how grateful we are for you guys to be doing that. It takes one thing off our plate. You know, like I said earlier in the podcast, I've been running the roads and wearing trucks out, um, just recording some great podcast material, uh, for our listeners. And, and, uh, you guys have, this is a, a blessing for us. I'll just leave it. I'll just say that. Yeah, no, no problem. We're happy to do it. We, we appreciate you as well, but Kevin's going to get into that. All right. Mm-hmm. Go for it, Kevin. Well, I guess in closing, we appreciate the relationship with Houndsman XP and all of their podcast followers. Um, it, it's been a it's been a great relationship. I, I agree with you as well. Um, and, and anyone at any time, feel free to reach out to us because we've got a lot of inspiration from customers about different products and things that people might need or different ideas of how to change something to make it a little better. And we really appreciate that. Um, there was so, one other thing. In- yeah, I've been I've been uh, kind of trying to, I don't know, get my foot into Kevin to finish the <laughs> long walk or there you go. And so, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And I mean, you know, we just got so busy with everything. Um, and so it, it stalled that somewhat. And so we are at a point now where we feel like we can, we can start working on that again. And I've done my part. I printed out all of the 24 chapters that he has written so far so that he can go back through and read it again and edit and see if there's anything at all that needs changed. And he has promised to go from there. <laughs> and finish the final three chapters, and they're going to be good. I've got them in my head. I know where this thing is going, and it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so to to bring everybody, we need to we need to bring everybody up to speed on that. Uh, it's been so long since we've heard anything from the Long Walker. You know, there for a while you were you were releasing those on your social media platforms, and uh, man, they got a lot of traffic, and they were good reads, and we could see, you know. It was a very uh, intriguing. Uh, the, the story would draw you in the style that you wrote that, but it's basically about a lion that a you call lion. the long walker. That you call the long walker. The long walker, and he just shows up all over the state, all yeah. over the place. Yeah, and we yeah. get, I would say, every other week. You know, <laughs> so a couple yeah. times a month, people still send in a message. Hey, when are you going to finish the long walker? That's and, right. And we're we're, we're in the middle flattered of by that. Yeah, we're yeah. flattered and we're in the middle of getting that getting that done. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your uh, what's your release date look like, Kevin? When is the long uh, walker going to be available? Uh, sure. Hey. Sure. uh before the next podcast. Before, before the, the next, next podcast. podcast. <laughs> that means all that means is is the next time I call and say, Hey Kevin, you got anything for the podcast? Nope. And I'm gonna know, well, the long walker's not done yet. Well, you know, one of our goals has always been to be able to free ourselves up from life and working as much, um, and be able to get out there 
and, and get to banquets, get to field trials and events to meet our customers, you know, and, and meet new people that aren't our customers. And we are looking forward to that so much. And we definitely have a couple of field trials that we're planning on going to coming up here in the next couple of weeks. So the camper's coming out. Nice. We just really, uh, we hope to be able to be traveling even out as, as far as you guys there so that we can start meeting, meeting all of the wonderful hounds people out there. Every time I talk to Kevin about getting out of Idaho, he's like, why would I ever leave? I don't need to leave Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that and you know it. <laughs> yep. Yep. For sure. Well, guys, traveling. he doesn't want to move away. Yeah. He doesn't want to move away, but we do want to travel. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of events back on this side of the the big muddy that that um, would be a lot of fun for you to experience and i think they would be good for houndsmen back here to meet you and get plugged in to dogs are treed and everything you have to offer and i guarantee you i guarantee you that that we'll have fun you know running around together back here yeah, we'll have to stay in touch on that, see if we can team up on some of those big events. Hey, yeah. we we have the time blocked out. We, and we then were going to go to Automoke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, are you guys yeah. planning on coming to Automoke this year? <laughs> you you, blocked, it out, you <laughs> blocked it out last year. Uh, we'll have to talk about that. That'll yeah. be a blast. It's April. Okay, don't be don't be like the rest of my family. I mean, uh, as we record this, Easter is three days away. My family, yeah. my side of the family, sent a, a message out on Monday saying, "Hey, what are we doing for Easter?" And I just I wanted to reply so bad. Hey, what are we doing having this conversation already? We usually don't do this till Friday or Saturday, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, guys, hey, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I just appreciate everything about you guys. And and uh, you can find all these products on dogsartreed.com. Uh, you can go to our website at houndsmanxp.com. If you become a Patreon member, then you're going to have special access codes to a discount for all products, all branded products at Dogs Are Treed. So what else did I miss? Thank you so much. No, you got it. You got All right. It. Did yep. well again. We appreciate Thank you. you. Bye. Wait well, a second. Wait. Oh, wait. Wait. Yeah. Wait. wait. There's one more thing. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ready? So, Chris, if Nancy and I are out hunting bears and her dogs go off one way and my dogs go off the other way, what she's going to tell me this. You follow your hounds and I'll follow mine. Perfect. Perfect. I was going to ask you guys if you'd do that. <laughs>